And if there's anybody that I know of, player, coach, teacher, student, or anybody that I've ever talked to about hitting, he knows, he knows more about my principles that I believe in hitting than anyone I've ever been with. Thanks, Ted. Thanks for believing in me. I'm Steve Ferroli. You are listening to the Ted Williams League Baseball Podcast. Days at the playground Right out in the street Baseball Hi, I'm Steve Ferroli, and we're sitting here tonight with Matt Marini, Dylan McDonald. Ryan McDonald is on his way back up to the New Hampshire border to play some baseball. And we got an exciting podcast tonight. We're going to be talking a lot about the 2022 season. Matt, how's it going? I'm doing great, Steve. Starting classes tomorrow, and I'm, I'm ready. Sounds good. Dylan? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, I'm excited for the season coming up. I uh, wish the weather would be a little bit nicer, but it'll be here before you know it. I'll tell you, the weather is crazy. I mean, we're bouncing from, you know, if you're not in our area, we're, we're about 30 miles south of Boston. And, uh, boy, I mean, one day it's 10 degrees, the next day it's 50. It's it's some crazy times. So, but we'll get through it, you know, we'll get through it. Maybe it'll... Well, that bounce in temperature will raise havoc with the COVID, the COVID strands, too. So, you know, maybe it'll, it'll beat up on them, you know. So basically, tonight, what we wanted to talk about, we really want to do uh, somewhat of a, a yell-out to all our parents um, that have played in the Ted Williams League for the past few years, um, because this year is a little bit different, and um, we're really going to reach out for other players and also look for other areas that will consider duplicating what we do in short form and uh, that's what we wanted to talk about tonight a little bit so um, when we say short form and guys jump in anytime you want I'm just going to give you a basic explanation of short form and why we chose short form Short form is basically teams of like six or seven, three teams of six or seven that play against each other. So like team A is batting and team B and C are defending and so on and so forth. And what I really like about short form are several things. Number one, it's COVID safe. So if you're playing in a thumper division of short form, average age, 9, 10 years old. You're going to get a ton of experience and you're only going to be exposed to about 24 people. That meaning the teams of short form, the other players, and the coaching staff and umpires. And I really like that. And what I like about that too is that would also be maybe attractive to someone in another area whether it be New Hampshire or down the Cape or, uh, you know, north of Boston. And like, hey, you know, we could do that. We can get together. We can get 20 kids together or 18 kids together or whatever it would take to play short form. And we can do that. And that's exactly what this podcast is about because this year 
we're really going to become aggressive in the next few weeks and really start reaching out uh, to not only fill all our divisions, um, with the exception of AA. We keep saying this. AA is our teenage men's division, and that's played in league format for years. There's always enough teams for that to function in what we'd call, you know, a standard format. But short form um, is very different, and there's a lot of things about it that I really, really like. Uh, we just, obviously, the COVID safe, you know, you understand anyone can understand what I'm saying there, that, you know, the least amount of people you're in contact with, the more sense it makes. And therefore, I think that's something that we have. And I remember last podcast, Dylan, you were mentioning that, you know, short form's been around for a long time. We play in all different formats, you know, uh, different forms of the game by Ted Williams League rule. And short form is one of them that we use. Um, so anyway, uh, can you guys think of something else about short form or the Ted Williams League that you'd like to talk about? Because the idea of this podcast is for our parents to really understand before they commit to other leagues, before they, um, you know, there's no roster room for you here because we've now asked the entire state to participate and now we don't have any room for you and you got to wait for the summer or something. We want the parents to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. And, um, and that's what this podcast is all about. So what, what, what's good about the Ted Williams League? Um, so I think the biggest thing that comes to mind immediately when I think about short form is the number of at-bats players get. Uh, not only because the teams are smaller, so they bat around more, but in the Ted Williams League, we also implement the speed-up rule. There's a lopsided score, so the losing teams would get as many at-bats, preferably, as the teams that have been dominating all game. Yeah, I think that... I, I think that um... I think that the Ted Williams League in general, whether it's short form or, or any form that we play in, you know, other forms would be pickup form or league form. Um, we do a really good job balancing the various types of uh, participation, the defense, the pitching, the, you know, the, um, the, uh, uh, the offensive, you know, the at-bats, you know. Uh, and I think that's important. I really do. Um, what else? What I really like about short form, too, is that our players, they they play every single position on the field. We do, so, and then they get a certain number of at-bats, and they get really good um, time in the field as well. So you have our, our, younger, our younger group, uh, you're talking kid division, thumper division, those two divisions, um, they do what's a rotation. Yeah. So the R- play, rookie, rookie splinter, too. Rookie splinter as yeah. well. And they do a rotation, whereas the shortstop, after every bat at bat, the player will switch. So shortstop, if your kid's playing shortstop, he'll go to third base. From third base, he'll go to left field, left field to center field, and so on. Um, So just for clarification, we're talking about from ages 5 to about age 10. Is that would cover the divisions? That would cover rookie, splinter, kid division, and thumper division are all in the rotation, and I think the rotation is fantastic. I agree with you, Dylan. Uh, it does, you know, like you you were saying, mate, and I didn't mean to cut you up, but I wanted the parents to understand the age break of that, because now if you have a five-year-old and he's been in playing in the Ted Williams League for you know five years, 
he really understands all the positions. And then on top of that, he may have passed a test for a specialty position being pitcher, catcher, the catcher behind the plate, or the first baseman. Those are specialty positions. And just that alone lends itself to some fantastic understanding of the game. And that being said, everyone gets an equal amount of playing time as well. So like we said with short form, say you have three teams of six, that means you have two teams of six in the field, so that makes 12 guys. So with the rotation after every batter, say the center fielder goes to right field, from right field he'll go and off to the side for a play or two, and then following that he'll get right back out in the field. Yeah, it's fantastic. And he's got to, you know, when he's outside the game, he's still got to follow along. Okay, where the runners, bases are loaded, no outs. He's got to stay in the game even though he's out of the game, and that's really important. You hear high school coaches talk about all the time. They want their players on the bench to stay in the game. Uh, and uh, it's not an easy thing to do. In the Ted Williams League, you don't have any choice because you're constantly involved even when you're not involved. <laughs> if you're not involved right now, next batter, you might be extremely involved. You, you've now become the second baseman. There's a ground ball right to you. And, um, and the divisions that don't have the rotation... If we have extra players, they'll pick a position, like maybe the left fielder will have two people stacked, and they'll switch out every batter or whatever they decide to do amongst the two players. Yeah, you know, another thing that didn't come up um, in, uh, that the Ted Williams League has done for years and years and years, and that is we identify certain positions by body type. And we never talk about this, but I'll give you an example. Like the shortstop, now this is assuming that the boy is right-handed. You know, there are some stipulations, you know, um, for some of my mums out there that, that don't understand the game. Um, there are very, you don't see any left-handed uh, second baseman or shortstops or third baseman because it's very difficult to play those positions if you throw with your left hand. Now, we do allow our kids in the rotation to do that because they're just trying to learn the game. But when you get to be 11, 12 years old, uh, we start to identify positions by your body makeup. And, you know, that's not to say if we say to a boy, hey, listen, we think you could be a shortstop center fielder, because that's one of our couplings. I'll tell you what they are right now. Shortstop center field, left field second base, third base right field. So we couple... The outfielders and the infielders, infielders by customary body types. You know, third basemen usually have a pretty good arm. Right fielders have a very good arm. Third basemen usually aren't as quick as a shortstop. Right fielders usually aren't as quick as a center fielder, so on and so forth. You know, shortstops and center fielders have similar bodies in a way. They can move and they can, they're very agile. Uh, you know, left fielders tend to be, you know, quick and smaller and second basemen tend to be that sort of, sort of guy too. So now that's not to say if a boy comes to me as, you know, he's like, you know, 6'2 and 200 pounds, he says, I want to play shortstop, but we say no. We just say, you know, hey, you might be better off trying this or that. We make suggestions. But um, and I, that is, that's really, really important. And usually by the time they have, a, by the time they've gone along with what they've done or what we've suggested, they, usually see it our way because, you know, it's just very obvious 
uh, you know, you can look at a kid and say he'll, you know, he probably is going to make a really good shortstop. You know, it's pretty easy to see. Um, but not so easy for them to see. So we let them kind of work that out. But that's something that we do that's fairly unique. Um, and that we've been very successful with that. Um, a couple of other things I wanted to point out, especially where this is geared toward parents going into a season. You know, um, you know, maybe we could do a little comparison, you know, some, uh, at some point, you know, toward the end of this, like, you know, our league, other leagues, and why we think this is so important. Um, you know, hit batters in the Ted Williams League are decreased by 48%. That's a big deal. Um, you know, getting hit once can make all the difference. Um, so if you're playing your career, you know, uh, you say, you know, in the youth game from 8 years old to 12, and let's say you get hit five times a year by, by you know, hit by a pitch five times a year. So that's 20. 20 times you get hit. In the Ted Williams League, you'd only be hit about 10 times. That's a big deal. Um, so decreased hit bat is one of my favorite things. Also, maybe more important than that, is there has never been a case of Little League Elbow. And Little League Elbow is a documented medical condition that surfaced in the 50s. And it's basically a micro tear of the tendons in the elbow, the tendon away from the bone and the elbow. That's a basic explanation of what it is. We don't have any of that. And the reason we don't have any of that is proper scaling of the field, the equipment, and the dimensions uh, of the playing field is probably the best way to say it. You know, the you know, home plate, the bats that are being used, the balls that are being used. So those are a couple of things. And you, you, you think that what people just stop right there and say, well, you know, that's good enough for me. I'm playing in the Ted Williams League. My kid's going to get hit half the time. He's going to play very fair. He's going to play everywhere. You know, we're very big on fairness, too, you know. Like, so we, we just to jump back to, so your boy's 11, he passes the pitching test. doesn't matter whose brother or whose kid or none of that matters. He is placed in a pitching rotation by league rule. I must say that again. He's placed in a pitching rotation by league rule, not whether he's the coach's kid or the coach's nephew or None of that matters in the Ted Williams League. I remember specifically one of my daughters was playing, and she was just doing fantastic. And I remember being out there, you know, on the field, kind of, you know, I was participating in the game as a coach or an umpire. I can't remember which now. And I remember saying, oh, it'd be great if Tamara could come in and pitch because she would, she throws strikes, and that's, that's all they need right now. I remember feeling that feeling. And there's nothing about Ted Williams' league rule. There's no way. Tamara wasn't scheduled to pitch uh, for two more pitches. So too bad for me and too bad for Tamara. <laughs> and, and I love that. That's what makes, that's one of the things that makes it fantastic. You know, it's fair. What else? Um, a big thing is uh, when we coach uh, the kids of the Ted Williams League, we really prioritize them learning the game in a correct way. Like uh, last podcast uh, when Ryan talked about uh, how in Little League he would always um, get away with uh, perhaps like uh, stupid base running because 
no one could really throw and catch the ball consistently. In the Ted Williams League, we don't allow anyone to taunt. We don't allow anyone to take a huge lead when they know they can get away with it because everyone else in the field is still really young. Uh, yeah. We don't allow for that to happen. Yeah, just for clarification, you use the word taunt. And in our rule book, it's depending on what division we're in, there is a rule and it says no taunting. Now, taunting is kind of like the na-na-na-na-na of a base runner where he's kind of going, you know, you know, I'm going to just go right in the middle and I know you can't get me at either end because I'm faster than you guys can throw and catch. And that's true. And he knows that. That's terrible baseball. And, you know, in high school, nobody taunts because no one really gets away with it. Well, maybe some kids do that are really, really fast. Uh, but that's probably more like freshman JV baseball and not so much varsity baseball. But no one does that in the upper levels of the game. So in the Ted Williams League, in our rookie splinter division, you know, five, six, seven years old, we're like, no, you can't do that. Nope. As a matter of fact, what we do is we say when the pitcher touches the ball, and the pitcher doesn't have to be on the mound, but when they get the ball back to the pitcher, the runners cannot advance. Now, the pitcher has to catch the ball. He has to control it. But once the pitcher has the ball under control, the base runner has to return to the base, and then we start the process all over. The batter steps in, the runner takes a lead, and while we're on the same subject, you can't take more than a certain length lead depending on your division. Uh, off the top of my head, it can't be more than six feet at, say, 12 years old. Um, and the reason for that is some boys will take massive leads knowing that the pitcher is not, isn't really very good yet at holding him or thinking about holding him or the mid-infield if he's on second. And we don't allow that because we know they're not good at it yet. So, you know, everyone can run. <laughs> you know, they've been running since they were three. But understanding how the second baseman holds a runner with the pitcher with a right-handed batter at the plate is a little much for an 11 or 12-year-old or a, even a 13 or 4 or even a 17 or 18-year-old at some levels. You know, you got to know what you're doing, and it, it, you know, and the runner takes advantage of all that. So we we do a good job coaching with the player's baseball future in mind. Is probably the best way to say it, and the, and that trumps you know whose kid it is and whether we win. We don't care if we win or not. It's not about you know we we go to the field, and you know I, I suppose if a you know guy's coaching the team, he's he hopes his team wins, you know, but. The Ted Williams League's philosophy is more for fairness and more for learning. And if the kid wants to win, go ahead and win. Well, you know, as the league commissioner, it's like, okay, you guys won. That's great. You know, maybe there's an award for that. But, you know, if, if, if they followed along with the things that we believe in, everyone has learned something and everyone has won you know, I mean, the best athletes in the world will tell you they got better when they lost. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting in a way. You know, what is winning? You know, I'm, you know, I, you know, I, I understand we scored more runs than you, but um, anyway, you, I think everybody understands what I'm saying. But we, 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 we're more that philosophy of participation and growth. And uh, what else? What else you guys got? Anything else? We get a little pre-meeting here. 
Um, oh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up, maybe you guys can jump in on this, is that we play three different seasons, and we don't believe in All-Stars. So there's a pretty good example right there. You know, our version of an All-Star is we're moving you up a division. You're never coming back. <laughs> so, you know, that's, you know, in the Ted Williams League, well, you're an All-Star now. Well, that means, okay, you're ready for more, so you're a Thumper division player. And you're 10 years old, and you really play like you're 12. So, okay, so we're all talking about, and we're saying this boy here, Harry, he's ready to, he's ready to move up to A division. Well, let's see. Let's give him a little bit more time. So he hits a couple of home runs. He pitches great, makes some great plays. And after the season's over, we say, Harry, we know you're only 10, but in the fall, you're playing A division because you're ready for it. And sometimes... Harry will be like, oh, I don't, I really don't want to do that. So we'll say, okay, I tell you what, why don't you be a tweener? And that tweener is one payment, same amount of money. He plays in Thumper and he plays in A at the same time. He does both so we can still build his confidence because he goes and, you know, now guys are bigger and heavier and he doesn't want anything to do with that yet. So we can still, you know, do his thing and then he can still try our thing. If you follow me, that's what we call a tweener. That's a service that the league provides. We've been doing that for years. Not that many of them, but, you know, we get a couple every year. So that's kind of fun. So while, that, while we're up on that, you had brought, it, brought up, Dylan, that we play by age and not by, I'm sorry, by ability and not by age. And that's another thing, that's, and that's a perfect example of what I was just talking about. You know, I can think of a boy right now that we have that's really young, and he's really, really good. And, you know, we'll see how he does in the next year or so, but he might really have, you know, it might be better for him to come up a division because he just has that much ability. And, um, and uh, he loves the game and does really well. So if that's the case, we move him by ability and we don't really care about his age. But most kids, and you guys wouldn't know this stat because yeah, you just don't have the experience yet, but you're probably talking 90 percent, 90 90 to 95% of all kids fall in what we call the average age bracket. Mm -hmm. So if you're 9 or 10, you're a thumper player. And then there's that 5-10% of them that just either need to be down or need to be up. And it's very important to, for the boy and the division to make those decisions, you know. Another thing that's important is the, uh, the Ted Williams League is very affordable. You know, I think it's important to say that the Ted Williams League, we don't believe in rich kids baseball. Um, baseball is a game for everyone of all ages, regardless if you come from a low-income family or high-income family. You know, um, club baseball, the if you see the price of it, it's three grand to $3,500. Sometimes you're paying even more than that for traveling, you know, for hotels, for tournaments, this and that. And no disrespect to all those coaches, but the instruction is just, it's not there compared to the instruction that the Ted Williams League provides. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because one of the things that, that I I mentioned this last podcast, I'm, I'm jealous of this program. You know, one of the greatest experiences I had in my life was working at the Ted Williams baseball camp. My college coach had got me the job there and and for the people that don't know the story, I would meet Ted and Ted would take a liking to me and then later on would name me 
the number one teacher of his hitting theory. And then I created the Ted Williams League. Well, the point I'm trying to make here is that I started off studying skill development. I was in college as a phys ed major with my concentration on coaching. So my whole world was teaching physical skills. So the camp is 16 years older, and you brought this up, which I thought was fantastic, Dylan. The camp is 16 years older than the league. The league came, was born from my baseball camp because I saw this doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense. And when you're doing it day in and day out, you know, over and over and over again, you start looking saying, you know, why can't these kids turn a double play? Or how come you can't get around this ball? God, we talked about it a hundred times. And then you realize because it's not fair, there's something wrong there. And there's the phys ed side of me. So to make a long story short, what I'm saying to you is my baseball camp, the theories and the studying and the, 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 the curriculum of that program, born from Ted Williams' baseball camp, because that's Ted Williams' baseball camp is my father. Ted Williams is my father in hitting. That's probably the best way to say it. He created me. <laughs> um, so if you take that, and my camp is born from that, and then the league is born from my camp, I really have to say it may be the best total thought thought-out baseball program in the history of the game. I mean, everything has been thought out. We have ways of doing everything, and we have a reason why we play with wooden bats, and we have a reason why our kids can turn double plays, because everything is scaled properly. And this took an enormous amount of work. And I think that that's what people need to understand. And these coaches, you say, like in these um, travel ball, what really irritates me about that is some of these guys might be the best guys in the world, and they've been hired on by someone who's approaching it more as a business, and they find like a really good young college coach, college player, coach slash kid that can really do a nice job, and he enters the travel ball dimensions and he can't do his job as well because the dimensions are holding this young coach back from helping these young players at this ridiculous amount of money. That's what I don't like about it, that the format itself is holding back the coaches, the umpires, and the players. That's what we have, and I do agree that it was always going to be fairly priced. That was something that Ted and I talked about years ago. I said, I'm not going to do this thing where, you know, I mean, Ted was, uh, he was uh, kind of a, from a low-income family. You know, he was not a, you know, a, a, and so was I. I grew up on the streets of Dorchester. Ted was on the, you know, San Diego. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, they, they weren't, you know, piled with money, I'll tell you that. You know, um, so I believe in all that, and I really do, and I, I'm glad that you brought that up, Dylan. But, you know, more important than the financial part of it is the formatting of it, the, the fact that the format is holding back, whether it be Little League or whatever. You know, it's like they're handcuffed. You know, I don't care. And what's sad about it is 
there's some great guys to coach right here in Hanson or Pembroke. I can think of them off the you know, I, I know them right off the top of my head. I can picture them. And in my opinion, they're handcuffed by headquarters. Whether it be Williamsport, Pennsylvania, or Trenton, New Jersey, or whoever does travel ball, I don't know where that is. Uh, a friend of mine told me that that was all started from Walt Disney World, which I thought was really interesting. I didn't know that. But that, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look into that more. But I heard that from a really good source, that um, that was all from Walt Disney World. But um, I don't care where it is. It's out of scale. That I do know. Um, and, you know, when I say out of scale, I know some uh, listeners, you know, what is he talking about? And I just want to remind everybody, especially our parents, there is a, a presentation online. You can go to our website. TedWilliamsLeague.com, SteveFrolyBaseballCamp.com, um, TedWilliamsCamp.com. I'll get you our website. And if you go to the menu that says Saving Youth Baseball, you can watch all of this presentation in chronological order. You can also find it on YouTube at uh, Ted Williams Steve Feroli Baseball is our YouTube channel. And therefore, if you listen to this podcast, you're saying, what are these guys talking about format and literally yellow and what is this? That does a real good job breaking it all down because we just get here and we start kind of blabbing a bit. But that will really spell it out for you in detail. Um, what else? Anything else you guys can think about? Um, well, while we're on the topic of uh, AAU and starting your own team, you've mentioned before that uh, we'd be happy to help anyone who wants to start their own Ted Williams League charter in the in the area. Yeah, that's it. When I say when we say in the area, we're saying in New England. You know, because you know uh, we had the nicest guy in the world. I, his first name was Trey. I can't remember his last name off the top of my head right now, but um, he he was a really good coach, and he was coming from the Worcester area, and they come up here a bunch of times to to play, and you know it was it was. It was kind of tricky because they were really strong. You know, they were a really good city team and with a really good coach, and we just couldn't compete with them, you know. And what was difficult there is that, you know, uh, we couldn't, they were probably a division above us. And, um, and th there's a whole thing about age and ability. He was bringing in really, really good players at a certain age, and we had players at multi-ages that were just lower and you know we did the best we could but they they just crushed us but it was fun and and um but th what i'm saying is you take a guy, a guy like that he might be able to put together a group of kids in his area in short form we'll support him 100 percent with how we do things and why we do them the way we do them and then he'd be welcome to come and play here against players that we thought could, you know, suit up against who what his short-form group. So, and you don't have to come here and play us at all. You could just do it whether you're in Chicago or you're in Worcester or you're in Hyannis down the Cape. doesn't matter where you are. We'll go over it with you. And there's some benefits there financially, too. So, you know, we talk about these AAU teams or the, you know, a, a, you know somebody putting a team together and hiring a, a, a kind of a college type of, player that could do a good job coaching and they pay him to do it well the ted williams league has those sorts of advantage um, opportunities as well the difference between us is 
you're very much under an umbrella. We're going to say, well, this is what you can do. This is what you cannot do. Let me see you coach within this parameter, and boy, you have something to really be proud of. You know, uh, rather than like you were talking about earlier, just tell your kid to keep running because they're not going to throw them out, and you're going to score three runs a game that way. Well, in the Ted Williams League, it's like, okay, you stop right here. That's a single. The pitcher has the ball. Don't taunt. Go back to first. Take a short lead, and we'll work from there. Let's see what your buddy can do hitting the ball. That's better. That's a better way to learn. Um, if you follow me, I don't know if you guys are following along with this, but I, I, uh, I, it's really important. And if you're a coach listening to this and you're thinking of starting your own short form team in the Ted Williams League, short form group, uh, all you have to do is email us at tedwilliamsleagueyahoo.com. And from there, we'll set you up with the rule book, the proper scaling and dimensions, and the proper equipment as well. Yeah, we'll uh, you know we'll we'll kind of walk you through the whole thing, and that you know that's from uniforms, everything, the whole the whole, you know, where Ted Williams League headquarters, and we never really felt like, in years past, that we were ready to go into duplication, but there's no question in my mind that we could do it now, and I, I think the timing is right, especially with COVID, because it keeps things small. That's probably the best way to say it, you know. Yeah, so basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to motivate people to play in the league by doing a real good job coupling the advantages of the camp in the camp program. So what you have here is you have Ted Williams-Steve Rowley Baseball, which I've been running for, oh God, almost 40 years now. And that is summer camp, lessons, winter program, April vacation games. Um, and when I say summer camp, I mean, you know, some years it ran for 13 weeks. You know, I mean, you know, I'm talking a lot of programming. And, you know, throughout the winter and so on and so forth. Well, then, in 1997, we added the Ted Williams League to that. But the Ted Williams League is a nonprofit organization. So that's kind of like town baseball that was created out of the camp. So then you have that as well. So what we're really trying to do is trying to link the camp advantages with the league advantages. And what we've done is between the two organizations, we've been able to work it out where any Ted Williams League player will get a 33% discount on any camp program while he's an active player. And that's just a fantastic advantage. Like, for example, you could go to one of my, say you're 10 years old, and you want to go to uh, one of our classes in the winter, which starts up in February, you know, second week of February or so. Well, rather than that cost costing $210, it'll cost 140 because you're a Ted Williams League registered player. And that sort of thing. That's what I'm talking about. And now what's the advantage for us? The advantage for us is if we have a Ted Williams League player and he's in the camp, we're teaching him the same stuff and he gets better faster and he's easier to, to, to progress because he's not going over to another program, learning maybe things that we don't believe in, playing in dimensions where... The plays he's trying to make are next to impossible. 
um, uh, that, that's why we want to motivate the two programs working together. That's why. That's the reason for it. And uh, what a fantastic experience. So basically what we're saying, in summary, is we're hoping that all our parents understand that we're trying to, um, we want players playing in the Ted Williams League. Um, we're, we've, we're very passionate about that because we believe that it's a better experience for the players. We're happy for someone else that wants to try to start a Ted Williams League charter. We'll walk you through that. And, um, and that's really what's coming up in 2022, and we're about to really start to push all this forward in the next couple of weeks. So, fellas, thanks for, uh, thanks for being here tonight. And from uh, from you have a, a shout out to do. Oh my God! Ah, geez, I can't forget about that. Yeah, I'd like it. We never talk about this, but a shout out to Johnny T and Anne Marie, um, who listened to a '67 Chevy CD and really, really liked uh, track six, which was is called Schoolgirl, and track seven, which is called Helping Hand which is a dedication to our good friend Dave Munsters. And they were just so nice to donate to the league and also to, uh, to you know, let us know how much they appreciated the CD. And the, we have two CDs, and anything in our store all benefits the Ted Williams League. And now I like music because it's something anyone can, you know, you want to help the Ted Williams League, buy one of those CDs. They may say, oh, CDs, what are those? Let me tell you something. Supposedly, records are making a comeback, so don't pick on CDs, because I got people talking, I hear people talking about how vinyl is coming back. Now, if there's anything stupid uh, that I ever heard in my life, it's bringing back records. <laughs> but that's okay, because I'm not judging this world. Who knows what goes on out there? You're talking about, I was spinning 45s when I was eight years old, and they're going to bring that back? You got to be kidding me. We might as well bring back foam pens and inkwells. <laughs> anyway, the British are coming. Hey, from Hanson, Massachusetts, I'm Steve Faroli. Get a good pitch to hit. <laughs> I call to spark up all my fun. Days at the playground or right out in the Baseball made life complete. Na, 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 na.
We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Ted Williams League podcast. Remember, for any hitting questions or questions about the league, please email us at tedwilliamsleague at yahoo.com. You can also watch the Saving Youth Baseball video presentation at our YouTube channel, Ted Williams slash Steve Faroli Baseball. Please subscribe to our channel there. You can also visit our website, www.tedwilliamsbaseballleague. From Hanson, Massachusetts, I'm Steve Faroli. Get a good pitch to hit.